What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. And we are back again today with Get the Ball Rolling. Super excited to be with you guys once again. We are here today in the studio talking about, you know what, the FBS. We've uh, done a couple of FCS segments, uh, episodes and stuff. It is now time for the FBS to take over. Uh, We're going to be having a lot of fun today talking about... uh, these certain things, uh, some of the things that have piqued my curiosity. All right. So to start out, I am I apologize. And I should have done it. I should have went with my gut. I told you guys, uh, we, we had a discussion last week. And as we went through the games of the week, right, I told you, I don't feel good about this Penn State-Minnesota game. I want to take Penn State, but you look at it. And Penn State had really kind of gotten a couple calls against Michigan. Are they as good? Have they been tested? Minnesota, you know, non-conference schedule really wasn't that hard. Michigan obvi- er, uh, Michigan played Penn State really, really tough. What was going on? I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I told you, I, we had this discussion. I said, I don't know about this. And I should have went with my gut, and I should have taken Minnesota. However, I did not, and I ended up taking Penn State. And I apologize. I'm going to be a better analyst for you guys. I really should have taken Minnesota. I said, I feel like this is a trap game. This is the biggest game in Minnesota uh, football history in the last 40 or so years. Uh, and it was at home. I should have went with my gut, but I didn't. I went with logic, listened to everybody else. Hey, you know what? It happens to the best of us, right? Um, So anyway, so that was like the biggest uh, headline so far, uh, in my opinion. Now, a lot of people would argue that the LSU-Alabama game was just as important, and I'm going to argue against that. Number one, uh, this last week, the committee released its rankings, right? And we see that the committee kind of has contradicted themselves. And I say that for a couple of reasons, and that's because, you know, when when it comes all down to it, uh, Minnesota is undefeated. And I understand uh, where they are ranked. They're they're eighth, and they haven't had their only really quality win was against Penn State. but it was the second best win so far. I mean, you could argue LSU Alabama. You knew I had a feeling LSU was going to win. It was it was their time to shine. I feel like LSU's kind of ready to take the mantle going forward. But I don't know. I just kind of have this feeling that they kind of contradicted themselves, saying, "Okay, well, Minnesota, we're going to put Georgia, who has lost to South Carolina. We're going to argue Bama a little bit later. Uh, or Oregon, who, yeah, lost to Auburn, but Auburn also has two losses now uh, against Florida and LSU. And Utah, which I am a Utah fan, but their schedule would indicate that otherwise, right? They're, I mean, their schedule really isn't super impressive. They've, they've gotten, you know, they've taken care of games. And honestly, if Utah's undefeated right now, we're making a strong argument they're the top four teams in the nation. Uh but anyway, I'm, I'm really just kind of confused why you would put Minnesota there. They're undefeated, so we're starting to look at it going, okay, well, uh, we're going to take an undefeated Minnesota team with the second-best win, period, and we're going to say, well, the you know what? Georgia's better, even though Georgia really hasn't. I mean, they beat Florida, but Florida's been beaten before. them. Florida was beat by LSU, so it's like, okay, common opponent, uh, 
eh, I mean, I really wasn't that impressed with, with that win. Yeah, they beat Notre Dame, but Notre Dame's like 16th. So really, they're. I mean, we're looking at it. The best win would be Penn State at the time. They were fourth in the nation or third in the nation. Uh, no, fourth, I believe. Yeah. So I feel like they're kind of contradicting themselves in the playoff polls. And and I understand it's an impossible situation, but you know what? We need to give it up for Minnesota. Regardless, regardless if you are undefeated uh, or if you have one loss, I'm sorry, SEC, you're not that good this year. I've put, I can put you up against every single conference. It is embarrassing. We're going to talk about it a little bit uh, later in the podcast. Uh, but as we go through our, you know, again, I, I, I said that, but we're going to go through this uh, little line of thought, the big, big storylines. Uh, We'll be talking a little bit about Alabama and the SEC, and then we'll uh, break it down for the teams that, you know, uh, surprise teams, teams we're most impressed with, and then finish off with the game of the week. But following this line of thought, I really just don't think that it that, that the SEC is that impressive. Sure, LSU is great. Sure, Georgia has been there. And, and sure, Alabama has been there too. But I'm not really that impressed. Tennessee, I mean, think about the amount of losses in the SEC to, to lower division people. We're talking about a Sunbelt loss on Tennessee's resume. And Tennessee is 5-5. Five and five. Like, this is a team that that you're going to say we're going to represent our team in the play. Now I understand they could have, you know, fixed some things, could have got back on track, blah, blah, blah. Okay, what about Arkansas? They lost to San Jose State. Are you kidding me? South Carolina just lost to Appalachian State. That's two Sun Belt losses. Sun Belt conference most people you know and and fans i don't know i mean we talk about a little bit about the sunbelt but people don't know about the sunbelt conference now i understand it's appalachian state and i understand georgia state's one of the better teams out of there but are you kidding me we're going to put them there and we're going to say wins against teams like mississippi state Ole miss arkansas are legitimate wins and a texas a&m team that didn't really do anything against clemson oh well but they're six and three well congratulations they're six and three it's not impressive no, it, I, it blows my mind as we have this Southern bias. Yes, they've been good, but it doesn't mean that they're always been good. Honestly, I, I swear to you, it's 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 not. And you can't schedule teams like Western Carolina and expect the playoff committee to do it. I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Playoff committee, you cannot continue to give bias to the South. It's not fair to the to the Northeast. It's not fair to anybody out West. We've had one person in the college football playoff and it was Washington a few years ago. One. Are you kidding me? So you're saying that our football isn't as good. No, you're not staying up and watching it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, I honestly, it, it just kind of boils my blood that Minnesota, number one, hasn't gotten the respect. I, You know what? As a Utah fan, put them over Utah. Put them over Oregon. They deserve it. They're undefeated. Baylor, I don't care if they haven't played Oklahoma and Texas, put them over us. If you're undefeated in a Power 5 conference nine weeks into the season, put them over us. Start to it's it's time to start valuing wins. You know what? We should not look at losses. Well, their loss was better. No, we should value the wins. We should value it. We should really do that. You know what? Oregon. It is it is near impossible to go through the entire Pac-12 and and, and go ten and zero in the entire Pac-12. It's it's nearly impossible. No one's ever done it. So if Oregon wins out and then beats Utah, they did something that has never been happened. Let's put them in the college football playoff unless there's undefeateds. And if you're not playing competition, I mean, the ACC is abysmal. It is terrible. It's just, it really just boils my blood. We need to start having more uh, respect for uh, the – we need to start having more respect for 
uh, a team like Minnesota just because in preseason we didn't have them up there. Let's start to have some respect. Okay, a little bit off of that rant. We'll get into it a little bit later. Uh, LSU beats Bama 46 to 41. Uh, very impressed with uh, uh, LSU. Not impressed with Bama. I knew it. I, I mean, I don't, I, we knew it, right? I explained to you why I think that. Um, I think that the college football is is moving away from Nick Saban right now, and everyone's saying how great Tua is. Look, that fumble that he did, like inside their own what was it, ten yard line? You're really going to say that 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 he's a generational talent? I don't care if he can make the read. I don't care if he can do that. I like to look. What do you do in big games? His stats get worse in big games. Well, he's playing better defenses. Then why does Joe Burrow's get better? That's the question. Why does Trevor Lawrence get better in big games? Because they step up to it. Tua, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not – I mean, you're going to probably be drafted. You're, you're, you're good and everything, and I have a lot of respect for you. But honestly, to continue everyone this hype, and just because he came in against the Georgia game at one, he has yet to impress me. He didn't do anything last year. They lost, They were bounced in the first round of the college – or they were uh, bounced against Clemson. They lost to Clemson. Oh, well, it was against Clemson. No, no, Clemson did it. Clemson's better. Beat Clemson, Tua. Let's see it. You beat Georgia. Yeah, they were in your conference. You had a little bit, you know what, you had some common opponents. Absolutely crazy. Happy that LSU got the win. Go Tigers this year. Um, Kind of already touched on. I had in my notes written down, no respect for the Baylor in Minnesota. Uh. Last week we had uh, six and four were our schedule. We're going to be taken out out of the games of the week. Uh, we're still going to tell you the game of the week that we think, but because they're starting to play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Mac and Sunbelt teams, I don't think it's fair uh, estimation for me to say, well, oh, uh, you know, if it happens, well, that was the game of the week, and I predicted that right. No, we're just going to kind of throw that out at, at, during the season. I know some of them still play on Saturday, but it doesn't mean that it's the game of the week. So uh, we're going to be moving a little bit. We're still going to be giving you guys coverage. It's just. Uh, games of the week we're going to be taking it out uh i'll say it and if, if it's already happened it's already happened we're just not going to be making predictions on that so we're gonna have 10 uh predictions again i'm sorry i apologize for that uh oversight against um minnesota uh, arkansas fires their head coach chad morris obviously after a loss uh, a couple of really ugly losses this year uh, you can't do it honestly i thought that alabama or arkansas kind of jumped the gun uh, on brett belima uh i thought that chad morris this year would be a little bit better i thought their schedule lined up a little bit nicer uh again they lost to western kentucky you can't do that if you're arkansas arkansas used to be a powerhouse uh you got lsu and missouri uh, hopefully you can pull out one game. If not, you're going to go two and ten again. Uh, so that's kind of a, a sad moment. But Brett Belima, he was able to get to three uh, bowl games in his tenure there, and uh, you then fire him for Chad Morris. I don't really understand. I thought they pulled the trigger a little bit too early. Brett Belima had had, uh, you know, he had won games at Wisconsin. He had he had been in the big games. I thought it was a great fit, and oh, his kind of pro running style kind of fit the SEC. Arkansas is bad, and I, and I and I was wrong on it. I actually thought they would be borderline um, bowl eligibility. I'm thinking I was like bowl game bowl eligibility. I thought they'd be borderline there for Arkansas, but uh, no, they're not going to. I mean, if they if they if they beat San Jose State and they beat uh, and they beat Western Kentucky, they're sitting right now four and eight. You pull out a game against Mississippi, and uh, you might get a game against Vanderbilt. Boom, there it is. That's what what, what my thought process was, especially with the amount of returners that were on the team. Uh, ended up not impressing. Sorry about that. Uh, and then 
uh, we're going to be moving on now. So I want to I want to start off this with this, and I want you guys to think about this. Okay, I want to tell you the, the the schedule of people, and I know that I've kind of hit on this, and I've been really hard on this team for we. I mean, we have talked about them a lot, and, and rightfully so because I think it's and it's overrated. I don't think that preseason polls should should matter at all. If if preseason polls matter, you know what? Nebraska would be in the top twenty five. And I said at the beginning of the the season, we talked about this idea that why are we putting a team that went like what four and eight last year into the top twenty five? That's absolutely ridiculous. You don't do that. Preseason polls should not exist. It should start week one. Anyway, so I'm going to give you guys uh, the record of one of these teams. You guys can can assume what you want to think about this team. And we're going to go forward. Okay, four and five it was the, their first win. Oh, and nine was their second win. Four and six was their their third win. Six and three was number four. Four and six was number five. Six and three was number six. Five and five was number uh, seven, two and eight was number eight. Oh, and there was a loss to an undefeated team. Uh, you guys are probably understanding that this is Bama's schedule. So next up, we have a four and five team, a three and seven team, which that three and seven team is an FCS opponent, and a seven and two team, which at that at this point they'll probably be a little bit higher. Uh, just because they're Auburn. And uh, th- so the remaining games are fourteen and fourteen combined. Uh, you know records, and if you take their wins, there's the the if you take all their components that they beat their records and combine them, they are 31 and 45, and they have a winning percentage of just abysmal 40 point. I believe it's 40.9 percent because they rounded up to 41. So we're looking at it. Okay, so there is a potential. Bama has the potential. We're we're going to say this. Okay, say they win out. We're going to we're going to throw the scenario out there for you. And you, as the listeners, think about this. Genuinely think about it. We're going to have a potential where these teams that that Alabama has played, they have only beaten two teams with a winning record, or two. Okay, and that's with a loss against Auburn. Now, if they beat Auburn, they'd only have three teams that they have beat with a winning record. Oh. But they play in the SEC. Oh, but wait, only one of those teams is in. Oh, so two of those teams are in the SEC. That other win was against Southern Miss in the Conference USA. So, so we're, oh, well, you know what? You got to schedule those games. The Pac 12 does it. University of Utah, they played in on you. Correct. But, but the University of Utah's schedule, the people that they've played, a little bit harder than what Alabama has played or Oregon has played. Oregon has one loss against Auburn. We have a lot of winning teams, a lot of teams that are going to be going to bowl games out of the out of the Pac-12. I don't know if they if you can say the same out of uh, the SEC. So six and three, so miss. So you can't even you can't use that as your argument because that's Southern Mississippi, and then you got Texas A&M who went six and three, and we're not really convinced. They're right now they're a B program, maybe B plus. We might put them in the B plus category, but they're going to probably win, you know, seven eight. Games a year, they might sneak a nine-one game in there, but they're not being LSU, they're not being Bama, and they're probably not going to be Auburn. Okay, okay. Well, then you have Auburn. Well, they're going to be at Auburn. That's a, that's a quality win. That's going to be the the win they put their hat on. Okay, so you're going to have a quality win against a, a team who Auburn takes on Georgia this weekend. So this team could be, you know, going into it. Let's let's pull up Auburn's schedule. They play Georgia, Sanford, so so they're going to get a win. It's an FCS opponent in Alabama. So there is a potential for them to be 8-3, and three. so a three-loss Auburn team. Oh, but we're going to compare 
Auburn, Auburn against uh, Alabama. Well, Alabama's on the road against Auburn. Well, it's also November. They've also played 11 games before that. This is absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry. Bama fans, I'm sorry if you disagree with me. Honestly, what I want, and honestly, I think this is what the, what the majority of the United States wants. Let's have a Jalen Hurts versus Alabama matchup. It would be wonderful. Sugar Bowl, let's do it. It would be amazing. Let's see it. I want to see Jalen Hurts beat Tua Tagovailoa. I have said it from the start. Jalen Hurts has my mad, mad, mad respect. Number one, he lost the job. Tua steps in, Tua mania ensues, right? He then stays for a year. We see somebody like Kelly Bryant, who can't, who played for four games, loses a job to Trevor Lawrence. What does he do? He quits the team, moves on to Missouri. How about, well, what about Justin Fields? Moved on to Ohio State. Transferred, right? Sat behind him, didn't beat him. Transferred. Jacob Eason, Washington. And I understand, but, but Jalen Hurts had won a national championship, lost a job, and then stayed. He could have had the best excuse to leave, and he, and he did have the best excuse to leave. They just didn't honestly give a flip about him. I don't think that they wanted to lose him. He was the best backup in, in the absolute league. And if they have Jalen Hurts right now, they're probably the best team in, in the nation. Because you because when Tua fails, Jalen will step up and get, get the wins. You're going to have different sets, different options. So let's see it. Let's forget about the college football playoff right now. Let's think about it. Let, number one, let's put LSU in there. Number two, Ohio State, let's put them in there. If Baylor and, and Minnesota, which I don't think they're going to go undefeated, but if they go undefeated, put them in there. So maybe a potentially undefeated team, right? Well, we're going to put Clemson. Why? Because they're undefeated. And they're the reigning champion, but they're undefeated. Yeah, well, it's, it's ACC. I know I've dogged on the ACC a lot, but they're still undefeated. Hard thing to do. And then let's put the Pac-12. Let's put them in there. Let's Let's see it. Put an Oregon or Utah. Now, as a Utah fan, of course, I want to see Utah there. But also, you give Whittingham six weeks to prepare for somebody like a Penn State or like a Minnesota. You know what? I want to like my odds. I think Utah, if they go to the if they go to the C, the CFP, I think we lose the first game. But if we go to the Rose Bowl, I think we win it. Honestly, I, I, I think that. So, so let's put Oregon or Utah in there, and let, let's see how it goes. And then Oklahoma, hey. I know you were so close. You got that loss to Kansas State. Kind of an ugly loss. And I understand that. But let's see Alabama, Oklahoma. Let's see it. Let's see the shootout. I want to see Jalen Hurts versus Tua Tagovailoa. I want to see Jalen Hurts versus Nick Saban. Jalen knows everyone on that defense. He knows their reads. He knows the calls. Let's see it. That's what college football is about, is giving us these matchups. These bowl games are starting to get watered down. Some people not playing. Oh, well, I'm sitting out for the NFL. Who cares? Let's have some pride. Let's see you out there. Right now in the NFL, if you take off a game, you're losing your job. Melvin Gordon, good heavens. A guy held out. And look, he comes back. And, he, and he's super, I mean, obviously humble. Hey, look, I'll play. I, I, don't, want, I, want, I don't want to be losing money. Well, with college, you don't sit out. Let's play this game. 100% Alabama against 100% OU. That's what I want to see in a bowl game. Let's see a bowl game that we've never seen, a matchup that Oklahoma and Alabama are going to schedule each other in the regular season. That's what the bowl game season is for. Let's do it. That is what I want. So that's who I would put into, you know, and barring that the Pac-12 wins out, one of the teams, Utah or Oregon, barring that they win out, and saying that there isn't another Power 5 team that is undefeated, then let's put it in. I would love to see that. And I and I really want to get your guys' feedback. We were talking about this. Wouldn't that be amazing? I honestly think that football game against Alabama and Oklahoma might be watched just as much as a college football playoff because people want to see it. We want the storylines. That's what, college, what makes college football. Every game matters. We'll look those two teams lost against, you know, Kansas State loss was ugly. 
the LSU loss, hey, you know what? You only lost by five points, but it was at home, and you had two weeks to prepare for them. That's a bad loss in my mind. I don't care if they're the number one team in the nation. You had a bye week to prepare for them at home. Come on, man. Anyway, I know I'm kind of ranting here, but that's what I want to see. That's what the people want to see. If we took a poll, that's that's what this has all been culminating for. I want to see Jalen Hurts on the same sh- in the, on the same show as Alabama on the same stage. Let's see. I'd love it. Please give it to me. Now, if you put Alabama in, I think it's kind of a sellout. I honestly do. If, if Ohio State has one loss and you put Penn State in, it's kind of a sellout. Because if you don't put a, a team in the in the Pac-12, you're saying, "Hey, everybody west of the Mississippi." Who cares about you guys? You guys, we're not going to stay up until, look, the University of Utah games, they start at 1030 at night. You think the college football playoff committee is starting? They're going to stay up until 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, discussing watching these games? Well, it's their job. I understand that. But they're watching film. They're not watching it live. Oh, or they wake up and they look at their phones. Oh, you know, Utah Utah lost to, to USC. Man, that's a bad loss. But you didn't know all the things that went on during it. Yeah, Oregon was in prime time. It was a loss. It was only the last nine seconds. Come on now. Anyway, so we're going to take a step aside. I want to get your guys' thoughts. I, I want to kind of get us thinking about this. Isn't that what we want? Isn't what that was bowl games? It's not watering down the bowl games. Let's have good quality matchups in the bowl games. The bowl games are there for us to see games that we'd normally not be able to watch or teams that would not be able to schedule each other in the regular season. Let's do it. I love it. Anyway, all right, we're going to be taking a break. Uh, the time I've uh, been given the, the signal would be taking a break here. Uh, up next, we're going to be having our teams that we've been impressed with uh, from this last week and potentially throughout the season. Uh, a couple of fun teams coming up out of the MAC actually have a couple of fun teams. And then we will be talking about the games of the week going forward and uh, giving you guys our predictions so far we've been above 50 percent on each week and uh you know what i feel like we're doing pretty good 60 percent last week you can become a professional better uh gambler if you're doing that all right so after the break uh we will be back talking about our teams and the game of the week stay tuned okay thank you for that wonderful break okay we're gonna break this down for you guys teams that we've been impressed with uh so far teams that have uh, caught our attention through uh these few weeks of i guess just football right uh number one we're gonna be going out to um, western michigan to kalamazoo giving them one of our uh you know teams that have impressed with a lot of these teams i like to go into the to the power or the group of five conferences just because you know we expected that clemson would be good we expected utah and oregon would be good and in, in, in lsu but we didn't expect these teams, and uh, they've been doing some things that I, I didn't expect. So congratulations, Western Michigan. They're on a three-game winning streak. Looks like they're going to be going to the conference championship, looking like they're going to play Miami, Ohio. Uh, their next game up is November 26th at Northern Illinois to seal off the season. I believe they only have four losses, so they'll probably, uh, if they get the win, they'll be 8-4. and four. And uh, looking to go to the title game, which they haven't been for a couple of years. So uh, congratulations to that coaching staff and uh, all the fans out there in Kalamazoo. Coming in number two with teams we've been impressed with, Miami, Ohio. They have four straight wins. Uh, their only losses are to really big dogs, and that's Iowa, Cincinnati, Ohio State, and get this, the team we just mentioned, Western Michigan. Uh, they were all on the road. They played really well at home. Uh, so it will be really interesting to see what happens when uh, Miami, Ohio, if they win out, which their next games are 
Akron and at Ball State. If these teams, if they win out, uh, Miami, Ohio will be playing Western Michigan again. It is very hard to beat a team two times in a season and that neutral, it will be a neutral side game. I believe they play in Detroit, the Lions Stadium. So really an interesting game going forward as we uh, start this wonderful uh, college football bowl season, conference championship season. Okay, the next team I want to give some mad props to, and it's one of the teams that I do like quite a bit. They're one of my uh, favorite teams of the group of five, and that is Western Kentucky. Uh, Number one, after their loss to Central Arkansas, I wrote them off. Last year, I was really frustrated as a Western Kentucky fan. Uh, You know, in 15 and 16, we had had so much success winning. And all of a sudden, you know, we go down to six and seven and 17. Hey, we still went to a bowl game. And then in 18, three and nine, I was frustrated. Uh, obviously, they ended up letting go uh, Mike Sanford Jr. And we have Tyson Helton. And I said, you know, first year, I expect three games. And they just made it to six and four. They have some big wins uh, over UAB, Old Dome, Army. Charlotte and uh, obviously at Arkansas, they did. They still lot. They did beat FIU on the road as well. They did lose to, to Central Arkansas, which was kind of ugly, but oh well, you know. Uh, the next up, they have uh, at Southern Miss and uh, home against Middle Tennessee State, which both games should be a really interesting uh, matchup between them. Uh, the coming in at number four. We have the Baylor Bears, and I finally need to give these guys props. I don't know if I have in the past. Normally, I like to go through the Mountain West, maybe find one of those guys, uh, go through maybe the Independents, AAC. But you know what? Let's give Baylor some shout-out. I didn't expect them to be 9-0 at this point in the season. Uh, they have a big next two next two weeks. They're very big. Home against Oklahoma, home against Texas. Hey, at least you get them at home. Uh, you finish off the season at Kansas. Now, uh, if you beat one of these teams, uh, say you beat OU, that you still have a pretty good uh, resume to get into the college football playoff because, uh, but then you'd have to turn around and and probably play OU again in the conference championship game, uh, and then home against Texas. I don't know how this is going to fare. I hope, well, I, I'll definitely be turning in. I believe it's uh, the, the big noon Saturday uh, kickoff for on Fox. So definitely be tuning into that game just because, no, I, I want to see how OU, OU plays against Baylor. You know, Baylor has had a couple of really close games against Iowa State and last week against TCU. We'll see if they can do it. And uh, you know what? If they, if they get these two wins, they most deservedly be in the college football playoff. Uh, and then, obviously, their conference championship. Coming in at number five is Minnesota. Now, a lot of people have been kind of dogging on their schedule, and and, and rightfully so. They haven't really played too many. They won by the, the hair of the chinny-chin-chin, right? Uh, South Dakota State, Fresno State, Georgia Southern barely wins. Purdue seven points. Uh, beat down pretty good on Illinois and Nebraska. Kurtz and Maryland, but they're starting to come on. Uh, it looks like they kind of got the cobwebs out. Their next three games might be the hardest games of anyone in the entire country. They play at Iowa, at Northwestern, and home against Wisconsin. Now, uh, on the road against Iowa, it's a very, very tough game. Uh, I still haven't decided who I'm going to be taking in that game. I I don't know. I don't want to see them lose just because I'm kind of, uh, you know, bandwagon. And, you know, let's, let's see them Let's see them do it. You know, I, I want to see this this game. And they haven't beat Iowa in a very, very long time uh, since 2014. And that was home against Iowa. So 
really kind of a tough game. And then at Northwestern, I think they'll get this win. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald team this year isn't as good as what they have been in years past. And then home against Wisconsin. The biggest thing is if they lose to Iowa and Northwestern, it doesn't matter because it makes them for a tie, right? And if they beat Wisconsin, uh, I believe that Minnesota would be able to go to the conference championship game. Uh, obviously, two loss probably take on uh, either... Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan. Michigan kind of with a, a long shot, but still could potentially do it. If you know if Penn State beats Ohio State, you're hoping for upsets along the way, and then Michigan could, I mean, it's, like I said, a long shot, but Minnesota's looking pretty primed to get in. Uh, if they win two in the next three, uh, beating, you know, they're in. So uh, congratulations to them. I didn't think they were going to be this good. I had them at seven wins. They're at nine, so they exceeded my highest expectations for them so congratulations Alrighty, so we're going to be breaking it down uh into who we think is the overall game of the week and uh just super excited uh can't wait for this next uh week let me make sure as i turn the pages here what we're looking at uh the Overall, the game of the week is going to be OU at Baylor. Uh, we can't take that away uh, from that. I'm going to be taking Oklahoma in this game. I know it's on the road, and uh, I know Baylor, this is, again, one of Baylor's biggest uh, games of the season yet. But you know what? I, I just can't get over the fact that, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Oklahoma in a close game. They, they haven't played really well lately. I just think Oklahoma is kind of a big brother, little brother type thing, and uh, I'll be taking them in that game. Uh, San Diego State against Fresno State. Uh, I will be taking, kind of crazy here, I'm going to be taking San Diego State. I do like the Bulldogs, and I like Fresno State. I like what they built. Uh, they're not as good as what they were last year, but I'm going to take San Diego, State, San Diego State for a reason. Number one, they lost a bad loss against Nevada. They're going to come back at, at home against Fresno State. I think they get the win. The SEC game of the week, we have Auburn against Georgia. I'm going to be taking Auburn in this game. Uh, people kind of thought I was crazy when I first announced this. And I think that, you know what? It's the biggest game for Auburn. Uh, Gus Malzahn's going to be coaching for his life. It's at home. And I, quite frankly, I just don't think Georgia's as good as what everybody thinks they are. Uh, that loss against South Carolina told us. And I know everyone has one ugly loss. You can say the same thing about Utah and Oregon. But you know what? I think Auburn gets the win. And uh, that's just that. Uh, out of the Big Ten, obviously, Minnesota against Iowa. Uh, can Minnesota uh, continue to win? I don't know. I'm going to be taking Iowa. Look, they're at home. Uh, biggest game, biggest game for them so far in the season. They're a very conservative team. Uh, I like Minnesota. I need to stop doubting them. If you know what, if they win this game, I will become. A, I will take Minnesota the rest of the way. Uh, this is a very big game for them. But you know, coming off, uh, there. Uh, I believe it was Lou Holt said that uh, for a 19 year old kid, you're not going to get the same kid twice you know, twice in the same week or have the same performance uh, consecutive games. Uh, Minnesota balled out. Congratulations. Now you're on the road. I think you'll lose this game, uh, but that does not mean the season's lost. Congratulations on, on an amazing season. Uh, out of the ACC, Clemson is Wake Forest. I'm going to be taking Clemson. Uh, I think Clemson will roll. Uh, Wake Forest is good, uh, but I think it's just the, the lack of uh, – you know, good teams in the ACC that they are where they're at. Uh, out of the Big 12, we have Texas at Iowa State. Uh, I'm going to be taking Texas in this game. I know Iowa State had a really close game, and I've been really high on Ohio, Iowa State, but I think that this is going to be a really important game for Texas. Uh, I needed to check their injury list. They do have a lot of injuries, but I'll be Texas, taking Texas in this game, uh, so watch out. Out of the Pac-12, I have Wazoo against Stanford. 
I'll be taking Wazoo in this game. I think this is the best game. Uh, I would say Utah, UCLA, and I take Utah in that game. But uh, I think Wazoo, Stanford, both teams are fighting uh, to get into the bowl eligibility ranks. I think Wazoo is just a little bit better. It's at home. Uh, Stanford hasn't beat Washington State since 2014. I'll be taking Wazoo. Out of the American Athletic, Navy at Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame rolls in this game. I think Notre, uh, Navy is a sneaky good team. Uh Ken Matalolo has been great uh, in building that program up last year, kind of a down year, but I'll be taking Notre Dame, but uh, congratulations to the midshipmen and and what they've been able to do. Uh, Out of the Mountain West, we have Colorado State versus Air Force. I'm going to be taking Air Force. It is the Battle of the Rockies, Battle for Colorado. Uh, You know, I just think that Air Force, it's so hard to prepare for them when they're on their game. It looks like they're on their game this year. I'm going to be taking the Falcons. Out of the CSA, we have Marshall versus La Tech. And I'll be taking Marshall. Now, I know La Tech is 8-1. Marshall has had a couple of losses that I didn't think that they should lose, but they lost anyway. Hey, you know what? At some point, you just got to say... Hey, this is this is a good football team. Uh, we got to give them kudos for what they've been able to do. And I and I like Marshall. I've watched them against Boise State. I think this team is going to be very interesting going forward. Alrighty, that is all for us here at Get the Ball Rolling. I am so excited to bring to you guys this podcast. You know, we we talk a lot about a lot of things. I know I kind of ranted a little bit, but honestly, think about what I said about the college football playoff. Let's increase everybody watching the bowl games. Let's not just make uh, it, you know, that's what makes college football special is that everyone goes that's bowl eligible. Let's, let's, you know, do that. I'm excited to see what, uh, what the college football playoff committee thinks going forward. And we'll see what happens with OU, Baylor, a lot of games kind of deciding it. You know what? We're in November. We don't have any definitive guidelines. Everyone wants definitive right now. Give it. We're three weeks away. And, uh, you know, probably about week 11, uh, well, not week 11, uh, 11 games into the season, one week to go, I'll release my rankings just because, again, it's so hard. Everyone wants definitive, like it to be definitive right now. And I, and I can't give you that because there's so many more variables. And it's not just because I'm, I'm, I'm being a washout or whatever saying, oh, well, I'm not going to take a stance. It's just that it's so hard not only to predict. I could say who my top four or five is. I I want to put out who I think will get into the championship uh, going a little bit further. So stay tuned for that. Uh, let us know what you guys thought about today's episode. We love it. We love the input that we've been getting. Well, we're continuing to grow. This was actually our 78th episode uh, or 79th. I can't remember. I have it written down. Uh, overall, we've had some great love and support. Continue to listen to continue to help us grow our podcast throughout the college football season. All right. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a great rest of the week. We'll be talking to you back on uh, probably Tuesday. I'll be going to the SUU-NAU game this week. So I'll give you an update on that. So until next time, let's keep the ball rolling.